How are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to another rendition of Blitz Boys. Josh, how are we doing, my friend? A big football Sunday. We got a good Monday night game. Yo, listen, Josh. This is this is kind of rare territory. We had a solid Sunday slate. Listen, Thursday night football was trash, but we're not going to talk about that. Sunday slate was solid. The Sunday night game was good. And now we got a good Monday night game as well. So things are kind of lining up for the talking points right now. But, Josh, how are we doing? Feeling really good, man. It was a good good weekend of football, good weekend of betting. Uh, I can't complain, man. No, listen, you're kind of a freak, though. Because, <laughs> you know, when most people say a good week of betting, you know, you think of the NBA, you think of the NFL baseball season, you think of that. No, 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 no. Josh, what do you bet on, my friend? Why don't you tell the people? Chinese basketball, man. That's oh yeah. That's what a at. weirdo. Five and zero, oh, bro. Five and zero oh on the weekend. Listen, Alex. It's not my fault that you think of Josh in that way because I don't. But Alex, I clearly know where your head's at. So I'm flattered, you know. Alex. But you're just nah. Just just not. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, even Josh is a little sussed out. <laughs> but you know, don't worry, Alex. You'll recover one of these days. I'm surprised you can even watch the show, all the money he's trying to make right now. You know, he's a busy man. <laughs> so the miracles do happen, I guess. But with that being said, I think we're going to – we got we got to pay the bills to, to start the show as we usually do. I almost skipped that. I really almost did. But we can never forget because if you like to bet Chinese basketball like this weirdo Josh over here, go over to mybookie.ag, use code USM100 to double your first deposit – up to $1,000. They're definitely doing some good things on the betting side for everybody that uses that. I always go back to the example of week one in the NFL where I believe the Chiefs had to lose by 55 points uh, in order for you to lose the bet. And I don't really think anybody during that was sweating it too much. Now, with that being said, after, of course, you win all of that money, you're then going to go over to Teespring slash store slash unwrapped, and you're going to go buy some of the merch. Because I know that I certainly did. We got we're releasing promo codes all the time. We got basically everything you want as well. We got shirts. I got a sweatshirt upstairs. I got a poster. Now listen, I'm gonna put the poster up one of these days. But to be clear, this isn't even technically my room. This is my brother's room, and we're gonna redo my room after you know, and hopefully pretty soon. So then I'll have the poster up. I got my mom a nice coffee mug for the holidays. Got to sip on that hot cocoa. So we got basically everything that you need. Make sure you head over there and check out our merch. And then with your leftover money, since you are a professional better, you're going to go over to rxhemp.com. Use code rxhemp-usn to save you 10% off of your entire order. They got the premium CBD products over there. You know, long day at the gym. Like like our boy in the chat, you know, Josh, I don't know if you saw, we got some power lifters in the chat these days. <laughs> I think I don't even know how much he was squatting or, or whatever the hell he was doing. But listen, I'll tell you what, it's a lot more than I can do. So I'm sure that that young man is going to go over to RX Hemp and get some of those creams because there is no way that after being a beast like that in the gym, you're not a little bit sore. There's no way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, look at this. A 500-pound squat. That's impressive. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do remember my first day at the gym, too, when I was doing that. Because, you know, (laughs) that's just just some light work. But – uh. You know, I, I was feeling it after after the 500 pound squat, so I'm sure that I'm sure that Sam is as well. But you know how we start these shows after we pay the bills. Yes, Michael, get it, Sam. What a legend! Can't believe he can do that because, well, there's no chance in hell. Let's see. We got to go to the 
who am I? This is how we always start off the show. Now it's Josh's turn for me. I think I think I'm gonna get it though. You know, he told me that it's not too difficult. So we're gonna see how this goes. We got a minute 40 on the clock. I opened my calculator. That is definitely not a timer. Let's see. We got the stopwatch here. So after Josh's first hint, I'm gonna start it, see if I can get this correctly. I was drafted in the first round of the 2004 draft. Okay. <laughs> it's Jeremy Chin. <laughs> <laughs> 2004. Okay. I have two 1,000-plus receiving yard seasons. Ooh. Two. Did he, now, did he come close in other seasons? He did in multiple seasons. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I was four years old. How dare you? <laughs> All right, what's up next? I have the second most yards in a single quarter with 205 yards and two 83-yard touchdowns. Wow, so he so he went full Clay Thompson where he, you know, dribbled the ball like five oh. times but scored, you know, damn near yeah. however many points. <laughs> 2000, damn, he was nice like that. And that was in 2006 when he had that game. So only two years into the league. Okay. We got any more? We got a couple more. Played for Buffalo and Baltimore. Oh, God. I don't even have an idea right now. And I probably should. All right, this last hint, it kind of, just in case you wouldn't get it, this should help out a little bit. I'm well known for dropping a game-winning pass against the Patriots. Oh, my God. Now I know who it is, but I don't know his name. Was it the playoff game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I no, I know exactly who it is because I remember that game. We caught it in the end zone, and it was just right out of his hands by Kyle Arrington. I don't know his name, though. I literally have no idea. You uh, give it to you? We're, yeah, we know we're at two minutes anyway. Who is it? Lee Evans. See, our man in the chat over here got it. Good old Lee Evans. He's, uh, and you see, I think I deserve half a point because I know exactly who it was. I just can't. I'm not. You know what? Here's my problem with this segment as well. You know what? I am not a name person. Like, <laughs> there's people that I went to high school with. That I'm like, oh, do you know who this is? And my friends will say their name. I'm like, I, I've never heard of them in my entire life, ever. <laughs> they show me a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, they were in my class. <laughs> so, but, I, damn, you know, I remember that play. Shout out my man Lee Evans for dropping that ball. I love, I love and then, how he has, like, good stats. And if you look up Lee Evans on YouTube, it's either that's some the first singer thing. or it's just him dropping the pass. Like, it's a 15-second clip. Like, Bro, like, I feel so bad for the athletes that have a solid – career and then are known for one thing for like, like that like, dude had some good numbers and all he's known for is dropping that pass dude. like was billy, buckner. billy buckner man solid career and the only thing he will ever be known for is letting the ball go right through his legs to let the mets win that game there are certain people that'll just never be who and then is that the same game yeah, yeah i believe it was that's the same game where he dropped that pass and then the uh the kicker missed the field goal to win the game I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that happened, but I I feel like he I feel like it's the same game. It probably and if lost it, it is, and if it is, 
That's one heartbreaker. That is an absolute heartbreaker. Because it was like second down, and there was only like 22 seconds left when he dropped it. So it was probably that game. I think that was like the 2011 playoffs. Yeah, something like that. Oh, shout out Lee Evans, though. I mean, then again, I kind of wish that he they beat us that game so I didn't have to watch a Super Bowl loss. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, a double-edged sword. But, you know, whatever. We don't even talk about those Super Bowl losses anyway because, you know, we got we got small wins to talk about. So why talk about the losses? You know what I mean? Yeah, David Tyree, man. David Tyree. I don't even know who that is. Never even heard of him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yep, never heard of him. Mario Manningham, don't even, never Let's even. First, oh, Eli. don't even know who that. Nope, <laughs> Eli. I think you. I think that's a weird way to say Peyton <laughs> or uh, Archie or who's their who's their like nephew or something that's that's coming up through the ranks right now. I don't know his name, but he's good. Like he, he's nah, nice. He's nice. He's yeah. nice. He might. That's you know what for all the things that the Mannings have done to me. That's that you, you got to start looking the, at them as pro- maybe the best family in sports history. Yeah, because I mean, if he you can got learn, Pey- from Peyton, Pey- bro, Peyton's a top five quarterback. Eli, Eli got, got two, two Super Bowl rings. Their dad was very, very good, but he was just on the Saints at the wrong time. They sucked. Yeah. They were terrible. So I don't. You can't really blame that on him. And now they got a nephew coming through. Yeah. That's that's different, bro. That is different. You know, I feel bad for the third uh, Manning brother, though, because I don't think anybody knows his name. Nah, because he got injured in college and played with Eli. Got injured. Was done playing. He was a receiver, though. He ain't doing what up? Yeah, he's gonna be the next uh, Randy Moss. But uh, let's move on to the Monday night football game tonight. We got a pretty good one. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we've had some solid games this week. We have the Browns and the Ravens. And to start it off, you know, I think that this is kind of the question that can be answered. Uh, yeah, you know, and Alex said, family, the Marys were getting that bag, just like Alex is. So, Alex, I'm waiting on my stimulus check. But anyway, back to the game. If the Browns do win this game, I know that the Ravens are kind of a different team than what we saw last year. So, I think if the uh, if the Browns were to win this game against last year's Ravens, it would be more impressive because we've kind of seen them struggle this, this season. Uh, as Alex says here, too, Austin Hooper is inactive today. So, that is – that's that's a little tough. That's a little tough for them, but I feel like they don't really go to the tight end as often anyway. But with all that being said, do you think that winning this game makes the Browns a Super Bowl contender? I'll let you go first on this one. Yeah, I think if Baker Mayfield can have a solid passing game against them and show that last week against the Titans wasn't just like one of those random Baker games and that he's really kind of figuring it out late in the season, I think they can be. I think the Bills have really been impressive after that win last night. I think they're Super Bowl contenders, and obviously the Chiefs are as well. And the Steelers can be considered that too. But the Browns, I mean, that, those are going to be tough games for them to win. I think if they can win convincingly tonight against a tough defense, I, I would call them Super Bowl contenders as long as they can stay healthy through the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think I think it has to be a convincing win. Uh, and, you know, as Alex says here, once again, the Browns' running game is really the key to them. You kind of look at them and, and – think of the Titans in the same breath as, you know, if they can get the running game established, that that's kind of where their offense clicks on everything else. But the key to that is Baker Mayfield, because we all know what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can do. They're probably the best running back, you know, duo in the league, I think, easily. Uh, you know, I don't really know. Because, you know, you got star running backs, but then again, you look at their backups and, and who really are they. I think that Christian these two McCaffrey, are. Mike Davis, man. We're, we're top. We're top all right, let's, come on. 
<laughs> I said, but I think that they're the best. They could no, Mike Davis and McCaffrey are up there too, though. You know, if it's you know the weeks, what is it? Whenever the first two weeks McCaffrey was hurt, that Mike Davis shows up, and not the oh, recent yeah. one. Yeah, we get weeks one and two McCaffrey. Well, we get twenty nineteen <laughs> McCaffrey and weeks three and four Mike Davis. Woo! You're a problem. It might be the best team in the league. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, Mike may, Mike Davis may have earned himself a job this offseason, Alex. You are oh, correct yeah. about that. But I think, like we were saying before, the key to this game really is Baker Mayfield. We know what the running backs can do. But if Baker's going to go out there and play very well against, you know, a Ravens team that might be struggling, but I don't really blame it on the defense too much. I think the offense, you know, some of the defensive coordinators are kind of caught up to them and, you know, slowed them down and slowed Lamar down a little bit. And if Bacon can go out there against a, a solid secondary and, you know, get Jarvis involved, he can get, you know, the running backs involved in, in the passing game. They can get, I guess, Ninjoku involved today. And I think if, if they can do that, if Baker throws, you know, two, three touchdowns tonight, doesn't turn the ball over, I think that solidifies them as a serious threat. But, you know, if they win this game 17-14, you know, a really ugly, you know, gritty game where Baker turns the ball over two, you know, one, two, three times, but the running game is really what saves them. I don't know how you come out of this game as a Browns fan feeling, you know, overly happy about anything because – while you might have won the game and, you know, it's another stepping stone to getting into the playoffs, I think you really want to see Baker play well tonight because in the playoffs we've obviously seen it that, you know, teams are probably going to try to stop your number one thing and that it would be the running game for the Browns. So if they can if they can get Baker going tonight and, and you know, keep that energy going from, you know, last week, then it'll be, it'll be very fun to see what the Browns can do in the playoffs because you look at Baker's career as well, this has always been the story for them. He plays very well against the Bengals, and I can't think of the other team in that division. Who's the other bad team? In what division? Their division. The Steelers? No, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. Oh, wait, no, there's only four, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I was, was thinking – bro, I was thinking of baseball. I really was. Really was <laughs> thinking of baseball. But uh, so the, he plays really good against the Bengals, and then his career against the Ravens and the Steelers – not so well. Definitely not what you want to see. So if he can, you know, kind of get rid of those demons and play well against the Ravens tonight, because we saw it earlier in the year, they smacked them. I mean, smacked them. But I think it'll be very interesting. Now, the next thing that we got to get into, though, and I hate using the term because I, you know, I think it's just a rough view. Is this a must-win game? For the Ravens, yeah, I think it definitely is. They need to get some sort of confidence. I don't. I mean, what are they five, seven and five, or five and seven, or something like that? Yeah, they're seven and five. So, are they in the playoffs? Like, are they going to make the playoffs? Or I don't. They are not in the playoffs right now. Believe it or not, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look just to make sure. But I'm about ninety nine percent sure if the season ended today, they are not in the playoffs. All right, so I think it's it's a must win. For, I lied to you. They are they're the because there's eight teams that make it, right? Or is it seven? Seven, now? seven teams. Seven. So yeah, they're the eight eighth right now. They're seven and five. Miami's ahead of them at eight and five. Indianapolis nine and four. Cleveland nine and three. Tennessee nine and four. And then you get you know other teams like that. So yeah, I think it's a must win, even if it doesn't lead to the playoffs. They need to get some confidence in themselves, even heading into an off season. Uh, they've they've been ugly this year all around offensively. They haven't been able to run the ball like they did last year. 
Lamar's throwing looks worse than it did last year. So I think they just need to get some confidence. Obviously, their defense has had some injuries, but not enough injuries to to be this bad this season after coming off a really good year. I think I think they need this win badly because the Browns are on a roll. They're playing really well. Beat a really good Tennessee team last week, and the Ravens have dropped a couple games against some some bad teams. So I think they need this win. Get some confidence in them if they can get to the playoffs. Maybe winning these last couple games of the regular season could get them back into the shape they were last season before the playoffs. But I think this is definitely a must-win game for them. Yeah, I, I tweeted it out earlier today, and like I said, you know, leading into this, I hate the term must-win because I feel like until it's legitimately a must-win, you can't really have must-win games. This was this is a game you would really, really, really like to win, but must-win is always a little difficult for me. But even with all that being said, I do think it is a must-win because – if they lose to the Browns and you really start having concerns, and it's not because they lost to the Browns, because we've seen it so far this year that the Browns are a pretty solid team, but now you're even you're even further back, you know, in the division or well, not technically the division because that's over, but the wild card because the Browns currently have that spot right now. So you kind of want to try and leap them. The Dolphins have been playing pretty well. We obviously saw that yesterday with the Chiefs, and we'll get into that game a little bit later, but. It's it's going to be real difficult. You're you're just going to make things a lot more difficult for yourself than you actually need to if the Ravens lose this game. And I think, you know, another thing for the Ravens to see tonight is if they go down in the game because I've said it, you know, this year and that Lamar kind of hit his ceiling and don't don't want to get into that because that's a whole different story, but if the Ravens go down tonight and they do have to pass the ball, you know, like like they have had to in the past, and Lamar can't get it done, that's when I think you really start getting concerned about the Ravens as well. Kind of like with the Browns, where if Baker plays bad, you're a little you're a little concerned about them. If the Ravens get down and Lamar can't pass his way to victory, like we've seen, you know, other quarterbacks be able to do, I think that that you've got to be a little concerned about that too. Yeah, I agree. I think there's some quarterbacks you just don't want to have to throw the ball a lot late game. Like Taysom Hill on Sunday with the Eagles, just Oof. throwing it 38 times. That's not his game. And so there are some quarterbacks like Rodgers and and Mahomes and Russell Wilson. You're okay with them throwing it a lot to try to get you back into the game. But quarterbacks like Lamar, Baker, my guy Cam even, you don't want them throwing the ball 10 times on a drive to try to tie the game. Tannehill, you know, people, you know, just people like that, that you really know, you know, like you said, there's, there's certain players that you just know that the offense isn't technically tailored around them. And while the Ravens offense is tailored around Lamar, it's more tail around his legs than his arm for sure. He's, you know, he's solid over the middle, but passing it outside of the numbers, we've seen, you know, the the <laughs> relationship with with Hollywood Brown not be the best this year because listen, he's a deep threat receiver. That's not really Lamar's game. So it'll be interesting to see what what is in store for us tonight in this game. Alex said it earlier today, which I did not even know. 30 degree day. So it's probably gonna be a battle of the run games, as he said. Uh, he also says that he think you know having a feeling of a vintage Lamar game. Hey, I can see it, but also that Browns defense is definitely no joke. Uh, Miles Garrett when he's not murdering people with helmets, defensive player of the year candidate. So it'll be interesting to see what what the Browns defense does. They've seen Lamar probably more than anybody, obviously playing in that division. So let's see what what see what they can do. But with all that being said, Josh, what you got for a score tonight? Uh, I think I like it 20 to 14 Cleveland. I think they're going to win the game. 
think kickers have been awful, so I think there's a mix. Oh my god! Awful, like, bro. Yeah, it's been so ugly. The kicking this week has been, in a word, disgraceful. Yeah, it's been ugly. Uh, let's see. You know what? I think Baker's going to try to prove himself tonight. I'll go 27-20. Baker throws the game-winning touchdown. That would be amazing. Bold prediction right there. Baker's throwing a solid 20-yard touchdown dot to <laughs> Jarvis Landry, one-hand catch, Odell Stott. <laughs> That's a guarantee right there. Absolute guarantee. I've never been more confident in anything. <laughs> now let's get into the Sunday night. Uh, game recaps. It Like I said, it was a very fun Sunday afternoon. Uh, had some pretty solid games. We'll start off with the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, you know, it was a weird game to say the least because, you know, you look at this game in the beginning of the season, you're thinking, oh, Drew Brees versus Carson Wentz. It'll be fun, blah, blah. And this game ended up being Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill. <laughs> so it was definitely not what we expected maybe, you know, in the beginning of the season, heck, even, you know, three, four weeks ago. But with that being said, you think the Saints have any worry after that loss to the Eagles, Josh? Yeah, I think they do, just defensively. I mean, they're they're in a division not with a lot of running quarterbacks, but just, I mean, when they got a different look, which is what Jalen Hurts gave them, he kind of switched up the game plan, which they're normally not used to seeing. They just couldn't really stop them. They were, didn't do too well in the past game. It was just, it was really weird. They They did it well in the second half, but the first half, the Eagles offense just had their way with them. I think it also is a worry offensively. Uh, I know Drew Brees is probably going to be back. Maybe if – I don't think he's out for the whole season, so he'll probably be back in the, in the playoffs. I, I think I think he might be back before the regular season's over. All right, so, so they'll get him back, but I just don't understand what they're doing offensively. Even when they got the game back to close, they were not running the ball at all. They weren't getting it to Kamara like they needed to. And when they did, it was just screen passes straight to the sideline. They weren't giving them any opportunities. So I think they really need to fix what they're doing. They've been good all year, but they just sort of had a really weird game plan coming into this game. And I was shocked that they lost. Definitely that lost me a little bit of money. So it was it was ugly to watch. But I think they do need to worry a little bit after dropping a game like that because even though Hurts played okay, the rest of that Eagles team is not that good. They didn't have Slay. Uh, their two safeties got injured. They were facing third string secondary half the game, and they still weren't weren't able to pull it off. So, I think they need to worry not too much, but they do need to take a look at this and be like, "Hey, we can't lose games like that." Yeah, like you said, I think that there's a cause for concern, maybe, but worry it would be a little bit strong for me, only because you look at this game, and yeah, they had a week to prepare for Jalen Hurst, but it was still his first, you know, NFL start, so they don't really have. Too much tape on him. They only have, you know, what they could have gotten last week and, you know, the few games that he's come in randomly throughout the season so far. And then you look at it, too, not having Drew Brees. Uh, t- listen, we're going to get into this later, too. But if you think Taysom Hill is really the answer going forward, I got, you know, some news for you. I definitely don't see it. But like you said, my problem with the Saints offense recently and, you know, ever since Brees really got hurt is – you would think when you have a running back like Kamara, who we've seen so far, you know, early on in the season was an absolute beast. You could have put him in the MVP conversation with anybody starting the, the season. You know, you remember he had that game with like 10 catches over 150 yards. Like he is an absolute dual threat when it comes to running backs. And 
you would think with your quarterback going out, you would get a running back more involved, and they just went the complete opposite way. It feels like Alvin Kamara is not even a part of this offense anymore. You know, they're trying to – it looks like Sean Payton is trying to prove to everybody that he can kind of win with anybody with, you know, Taysom Hill, like you said, throwing the ball 38 times. You know, you have to know in the back of your head that that should not be your game plan. Like, I really thought that, that when Taysom Hill came in, it was going to be a lot more of, of Kamara and, you know, the read options and things like that, and it's just not happening right now, which is a little a little strange to me. So I'd be a little bit worried, uh, or a little bit concerned. Worried? Uh, I don't. I don't know, because uh, when Drew Brees comes back, I think you have more of a a feel to your offense. The, the defense definitely didn't, you know, play up to par. I guess you could say in this game, but we've seen them shut down some other teams. So a little, a little shocking to say the least. I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have anything on this game like you did, apparently. And because I'm telling you right now, if I did, I was going with with the Saints all the way. But you know, we we kind of touched on it a little bit. Do you think that there's a chance for Taysom Hill to be the quarterback of the future for the Saints? Because let me tell you, I got no faith. <laughs> and I know that their other option right now is Jameis Winston, who was you know 30 for 30 last year, and not even the documentary, which you know would have been a different case. But Listen, your quarterback has to be able to throw the ball, and Taysom Hill throwing it 38 times didn't work for them. I don't think it is going to work for them. Uh, when you kind of figure him out, he's mediocre at best. He can just do a lot of things all right. I don't think he's exceptionally good at anything, uh, especially when it comes to throwing the ball. You obviously saw it in this game. So I don't know what their plan you know, after Drew Brees moves on is. Do they keep Taysom? Are they really going to try this experiment? Do they keep Jameis around to see what he can do maybe with this offense? You know, you got Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, but we I saw him, we saw with him in, in Tampa Bay that he didn't really do much with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin either. So this is a it's a weird situation for the Saints. I don't think uh Hill is, is the quarterback of the future at all. You you're you're gonna argue with me on this one, Josh? No, I agree. I think the only way that uh, he stays as the quarterback of the Saints of the future is because they really like him. Like, they talk nonstop about how good he can be. I think that's the only reason they would have him at quarterback for the future is just because they're in love with the dude. I think they need to go draft someone, whether it's middle of the draft. There's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out of this class. I think if they can trade up and get somebody, then that could be a good answer for the future. But I don't think it's Jameis. I don't think it's Taysom. I think they need to find someone. Teddy Bridgewater is available, if you ask me about it. So if you want him back, Peyton, <laughs> come get him. But uh, I don't think Taysom Hill is the answer for them after Drew Brees. Look at you. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you already getting rid of your, of Teddy Two Gloves. If you watched the game last yesterday, you'd understand, man. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really. I didn't watch too much of that game. I had like every other game. I only caught the end of it where there was another, you know, turn. Was it a turnover to end the game? No, we just decided to throw a. Uh, drag route on third and eighteen. That's uh, that's a you know what that's that's what we call bold strat. Yeah, bold. It's, it's just what we do. That's very bold. But get back to the Saints and the Eagles. Uh, like I said before, the defense didn't play up to par. But do you think that this defense is as good as we thought they were? Because I still think that they're a very solid unit. We've obviously seen them shut down some pretty good offenses this year. We saw it in both of the of the games with the Bucs, uh, they, and listen, let's not, you know, overreact here. It's not like the Eagles 
put up 40 points, and that's the reason they lost. It was just, you know, a bad offensive game for the Saints, and they maybe didn't play up to par as, as you know, they did in other weeks. But like I said, I can kind of excuse that to not having too much tape on on uh, Jalen Hurts. So I think they're pr- still a pretty solid unit. I'm not too concerned about them. Yeah, their secondary kind of worries me. I mean, they, they looked really good in the past. Marshawn Lattimore, when he first came to the league, he's absolutely amazing. Malcolm Jenkins was supposed to be that huge addition, but they just haven't looked that good. Malcolm Jenkins has been doing a lot of work in the box, leaving Marcus Williams back there to do it by himself. And we know what happens when it's up to Marcus Williams to make a play and get the Minneapolis Miracles. So it's, I just don't trust that secondary, and I think that's a problem in that conference. When you're most likely going up against uh, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in the playoffs, you need a good secondary to try to beat them. So I don't think I don't think it's that they're not who we thought they were because their their front seven is great. They've been playing amazing all year, getting to the quarterback. But that secondary is just they've kind of declined for me all year. I think they definitely need to pick it up when it comes to the playoffs. Well, it's going to be a very interesting thing going forward to watch what their what their defense can do because hey, like like I said, if they can play anywhere near that they did with the Bucks, they might be the best team in the NFL history because I've never seen a better defensive game plan against any other team. So I guess they kind of have to hope that they play the Bucks in every single round of the playoffs, including the Super Bowl. The NFL might have to change the rules a little bit to you know they're going to have to make it a best like four out of seven tournament type of thing to win the Super Bowl. And y'all, could you imagine? <laughs> You know, I honestly would not be mad. I really – oh, wow. See see what you did there, Josh? You, did, you, did, exa- you did exactly what we were talking about earlier today. So, like Billy you said, Bucknering Williams, they can't bro. Escape it, man. They can't escape it. They made Marcus that- Williams – all right, see, here's my thing. You think Marcus Williams could make a Malcolm Butler-type play and he would be known for that or the Minneapolis Miracle still? I think he'd probably be known for – that Malcolm Butler type play for a couple months, but then it's straight back to digs down the sideline. It would be so funny because I can tell you exactly right now what would happen. He would make that play, and then like a month later, all of the, all of like the the memes and things would be. It would be they would take the beginning of that play and be like, "Oh yeah, Saints fans, I know you remember this." And they would take the beginning of that play and put like good emojis all around it, making everybody hyped up, and then they would automatically switch it to the Minneapolis Miracle. Like I can see it see, happening already. I could see Troy Aikman, like if he's calling the Super Bowl, right when Marcus Williams makes that play, he like says that he's making up for the, the Oh Vikings my god. That would be the first thing out of Joe Buck's mouth. For real. That, the that's first the thing. thing. Joe listen, I'll tell you Joe Buck's call right now. It's it's he gets the interception and he makes up for the Minneapolis miracle. Like, bro, he just won the Super Bowl. You really got to bring it up, my guy. Like, come on. That's exactly, exactly what would happen. But last thing for this Saints and Eagles game before we move on to the Bucks and the Vikings is, you know, there's officially, I mean, there has been kind of all year since they made, they made the draft pick, but the uh, quarterback, oh, I can't think of the word now. Uh, situ- well, I'll go, I'll go with situation. That's not the word I'm looking for, but I can't think of it right now. It's definitely he. Yeah, you know what? See, Josh, this is why I need. This is why I need you. This is exactly why I can't do a show by myself. Just kidding. I would thrive. I would thrive. But no. <laughs> do you think that the Eagles trade Wentz if Hurst continues to play well? I think absolutely. Uh, if Hurts can be 
that type of guy for him. I think the Colts think Frank Reich would love to have Wentz back with them because they really worked well together. It's just that contract that that'll make it really, really tough to to trade him away. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money, but I do think Wentz, it's not going to work in Philly with him. I mean, Doug Peterson and him are not on the same page. <laughs> Finally, it's about time. Listen, uh, I've always needed Josh. We just go back and forth, you know, got to have the friendly banter to make the show the best one around. Yeah, definitely. But uh, I think they should trade him if if Hurts can finish the season strong, get a couple more wins. I really like Jalen Hurts coming into the draft. I didn't really like him going to the Eagles because, I mean, Wentz was their guy. But the way he's been playing this year, I could see them trading them because I think they'd get – They'd get a good package back if they can find that contract match. See, Not Alex, this is this is where you lose me. I try <laughs> to be nice to Josh, where everybody always says, "Oh, Connie, you always can't blah, blah, blah. and then you got to say that he's carrying the show. Unbelievable, Alex. We're gonna we're gonna have, Josh. We're gonna have to have Alex on part two, and I think this time instead of him, because you know I think Alex is doing this on purpose now, Josh. I think he's trying to drive a wedge between us. Yeah, so he can so he can scoop in and take the show from one of us. Therefore, I think we have Alex back on, and instead of arguing with each other, we just roast Alex for the entire hour that we do the show. I think that's necessary for, for the lifeline of the show. I think we have to. Oh, he said 1228 on vacation. Whoa. Right. Oh, yeah. You're back. You're coming back. You know what? We're bringing up the money, the bags, <laughs> your, your, your women friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing everything. We're we're emptying the bag on Alex. <laughs> Poor Alex, man. Yep, absolutely. But I think it'll be a little challenging to trade Wentz, like you said, because of his contract. Now I don't know how the NFL, you know, trading works technically. Because I know, like, obviously in the I don't know if it's is it like every other sport. Because I know, like, in, in baseball, yeah, I think you got to make contracts match but then again it also is like every sport depends on cap space for both teams so see because that's the thing like in baseball you can trade somebody but for the first three years of the trade like they'll still pay the contract or and then the other half you take it over like i don't know how trading in the nfl works if i'm being you know completely honest with everybody so i don't know how if i don't know if if it's like the nba where they got to match up salaries and things like that so I think a trade would be difficult. You know, I got to, like you said, probably look into it more how NFL trading works. But if they can get it done, I, gu- I guess they do it. I know the Patriots have plenty of calf space this offseason. I'll take it, bro. I'm telling you right now, I would take Carson Wentz on the Patriots. Yeah, let, let Josh McDaniels and Bill get him in a room. Say, listen, bro. Cam coming we back have, next year, bro. Cam coming if back. Cam comes back next year, three I year. might cry. Three years. Three years. Three year $80 million deal. Because- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Crying myself to sleep if it happens. I'll be so hyped, bro. I'll be like, wow, you guys really just gave this man $80 million. At that point, I'd have to buy a cam jersey. I don't have a, I don't have a choice. <laughs> that would be amazing. Hold on. What did, what's Alex saying right here? <laughs> you know, that, that's, first of all, it's definitely where Alex went to college. <laughs> Why is he sponsored by RXM? Well, I guess they should they should really try finding somebody new because we want somebody with talent to, to sponsor them. That's why they sponsor this show. You know what I mean? But let's move over to the Bucks and the Vikings. The Bucks offense looked a lot better than they you know did the previous week or week or actually 
probably the past two, three weeks, you know, obviously without the bye week included, they looked they looked pretty solid yesterday. Uh, and this is kind of the question that we ask every single week. Are they now the favorite in the NFC? And you know what, Alex, I hope you do fight me when I see you. I hope you know. I hope you do. I got, bro. I got tips and tricks and all that. It's wraps. But Josh, you think that you think that they're the the favorite now? Because I feel like we do this every week with any NFC team. Because well, as we've said before, there really isn't one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think they have an argument to be. I mean, they they played really well in this game. Their defense picked it up. They uh, kind of kept Dalvin Cook in check for the most part in the second half. But I just I don't I still don't trust Brady when he throws the ball deep. He missed a lot of wide open receivers in the first half last week. Well, this past Sunday. So I still think it's just a four team race between the Rams, Seahawks, Packers, and well, not the Seahawks, the Saints, Packers, Bucks, and Rams. But I don't know. I think the Bucks, Bucks have a chance, but I can't call them a favorite because of the inconsistency throughout the week. Damn, Alex is trying to take the Henny nickname. It's Henny A, bro. <laughs> Henny Al. Listen, there's only one Henny, and it's Henny J. So don't <laughs> even try it, Alex. But yeah, like you said, I don't know. It's it's difficult to really say they are the favorite because they'll play well this game. Next week, you know, they'll probably put up ten points, and we'll talk about why they're terrible. The week after that, they're going to put up forty-five. So it doesn't really. It's, it's difficult, you know, like we said, they haven't played too well all the time. The Saints haven't all the time. The Packers have their concerns. The Seahawks obviously have theirs. Like, it is just an absolute mess over the NFC. But a mess that will be very fun to watch because I think that these playoffs are going to be very, very interesting on the NFC side because I think we said it on the AFC is kind of the Chiefs. And we had the Steelers there, but they're, you know, they're kind of struggling a little bit. What's going on there, Alex? What's wrong with your boys? There might be something a little a little wrong with the with the frauds over there. So the AFC side we kind of think is decided with the NFC is going to be very, very interesting. And speaking of the Bucks, the defense looks solid, but that's the thing. Can they slow down an offense like the Rams or the Saints who they obviously struggled against, you know, in those two games? Uh it that's the thing. I I came into the season having so much faith in them and watching them throughout the year. I've kind of lost a lot of it because they played well against something like they had the number one rush defense, blah, 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 all this. And Dalvin Cook in the first half of that game was an absolute monster. Like it looked like they couldn't stop him or anything. And then the second half of the game, they kind of shut him down and, and the rest of the offense down. So, you know, like like we've been saying, it's it's hard to see what what team is real because it feels like every single team in the NFC has two different sides. Yeah, I think their defense is not as good as everyone thinks it is. I just I don't trust it. They're they're a little bit older in the pass rush and linebacking group. Their secondary, I mean, uh, Winfield Jr. He's been he was really good for them in the start of the season. He's been solid throughout the year, but he's just a rookie and he's their best DB. So. I don't trust them to be able to stop an offense with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers on it or even Russell Wilson. Uh, I think they could fare well against a Jared Goff-led offense, but when it comes to those big games against MVP-caliber players, I, I don't think they're going to be able to hang with them. And, and that offense hasn't been consistent enough to give their defense a break, so I don't trust that defense at all against those those tough offensive matchups with the, with the Packers. 
See, that's the that's exactly the perfect example, though, because you look back at, at that Packer game, right? First drive or two, it kind of looked like the Packers were just going to steamroll them. Then they get the the was it two pick sixes or just one? Two pick sixes. I two pick sixes. They blow out the Packers. Look fantastic. And then, you know, they're going into a Saints game that we're all saying, oh, you know, the Bucks are kind of rolling right now. This is a different, you know, Bucks team that they beat the first week of the season and get absolutely ran out of the building. So it is definitely going to be a little uh, – we got resident Packer uh, lover here, Matt. Josh, how dare we? It was one pick six, not two not with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, listen, no, let's not get – let's not die here. Oh, all right. You were, we were close, though. The other one was turned inside the five. All right. So I respect it. I respect it. But, yeah, it's, their defense is so up and down. I, I don't know. It's it, Like I said, it's going to make things more fun, but making predictions on these things, is it feels impossible. It really, really does. But going over to the Viking side of the football, they need some wins here. <laughs> they definitely need some wins. And, you know, we'll kind of bunch these two things together. They bit, I think, in my opinion, they probably have to win out. They play the Bears, Saints, and the Lions. And then if they do win out, somehow make the playoffs or anything like that, how far do you think they can go? Yeah, uh, when we did the panel the other week, I called them contenders. And I still kind of feel like they're contenders. I like them overall as a team. I think they win two of the next three. I think they beat Chicago, lose to New Orleans, and then beat Detroit. And depending on how the Cardinals play, that could sneak them into the playoffs and depending on how the Bucks play the rest of the season. So I think if they do get to the playoffs, I, I think they're Super Bowl contenders. So I think they could demolish the Seahawks with how bad that offensive line is. So I think that they have a chance if they can sneak into the playoffs. Kirk Cousins, he's – I know everyone talks about primetime Kirk and his touchdown-interception ratio is pretty bad, but overall he's been really solid this season for them. I mean – Look at what he's been doing with Justin Jefferson. He's been giving him chances all season and giving him a, a rookie of the year campaign. So I think if they can sneak into the playoffs, which I think they will, I think they could be a threat to some of those teams. Yeah, they're one game behind the Cardinals right now. The Cardinals are 7-6, and six, and then it's the opposite for the Vikings. The Cardinals have the Eagles next week, 49ers and Rams. And that's the thing. I can kind of see them. I can kind of see them going 2-1. and one. I can see them. Going one and two, I don't think no. I don't think they go and three down the stretch. So it'll be it's going to be interesting to watch because, like you said, I kind of think that it's that it's a two and one situation for the Vikings going down the stretch. If they can somehow, you know, maybe if that's the thing too. If Drew Brees is back for the Saints, I think that they lose. If it's still Taysom Hill, that puts it a lot more up in the air for me. I think that they can sneak that game out, but. I don't know. It's a really hard to call because now you go over to the Cardinal side of the thing that who they need to lose to make the playoffs is Kyler Murray going to end up being healthy by the end of the season? Because I don't care what anybody you know in that franchise is saying. He's definitely not right. You can see he doesn't run as as often as he does. And I think it's because they're trying to protect his non-throwing shoulder so he doesn't get hurt. You know, you know, running the ball and, and doing stuff like that. The only way he's getting hit is if he gets sacked in the pocket. So they're kind of you know watching him with with. Hawkeyes, making sure he doesn't do anything crazy to ruin their playoff chances. So going down the stretch, I could I could see them. You know, I'm kind of curious to see if what happens if they tie. Like if they're both A and A at the end of the season, I don't know who has the tiebreaker. I don't know how that's determined because did they did they play each other? Cardinals Vikings. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't believe that they did. No, Let me look right now. 
Yeah, no, they never played each other. So then I don't know if it goes to like in conference record or indiv- I don't know how it how they do it over there. But it's going to be interesting to see going down the stretch. At the end of the day, let's see here. You know, a bold prediction. Bold prediction. Vikings sneak in nine and seven. The uh, the Cardinals miss it eight and eight. I don't know why. That is pretty bold. But no, I'll I'll go with you on that. I'll go with you on that. I feel it too. This Cardinals team's kind of derailing, and the Vikings have put up some good games outside of last Sunday. So I'll go there with you. Vikings went out. Cardinals Cardinals dropped two. I think they sneak in. You know what's funny? We're going to say this, and then we're going to do our prediction segment later. We're going to totally forget that we predicted that. And we're going to be like, (laughs) oh, yeah, Vikings definitely not winning this game. Hey, but listen, technically, if we do that, then we could be right twice or right once and wrong once. So, you know, either way, it's a win-win for us. Look at us. <laughs> you know, Josh, I'm going to let you carry this next conversation because I know that you watch this game more than me. I know that you're much more passionate than I am. We'll go over to your boys, the Panthers and the Broncos. You know, starting it off, Teddy, I guess, had another bad game. Is it time for you boys to get rid of two-glove Teddy and move on? For a new quarterback. This game was really weird because both teams got hit with COVID. Uh, we were missing DJ Moore and uh, a lot of our other weapons and a lot of players on defense, and the Broncos were missing a lot of their defense as well. So this game was just kind of a toss-up. It was Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. Shut up, Alex. I know, man. <laughs> it. But uh, no, it was it was an ugly game. Drew Locke just dominated us the whole game. He was dancing on the sideline, doing doing Drew Locke things. But I, I didn't think our defense was going to keep us in that game anyway. I knew our offense needed to pick it up, and Mike Davis didn't really get the ball a lot, didn't do a lot. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater just really – he really sucked. He was making some awful decisions. <laughs> he was he was throwing the worst possible routes on almost every play. Our, our two-minute offense has been awful all year. But it, it was just so bad in this game. I mean, we moved the ball on the, like the first two plays. It was pretty solid. But then, uh, then it was like third and third and like nine, and we just throw a swing route to Mike Davis. He gets tackled for like a one yard loss, and then it's like fourth and ten, game on the line, and we give it to Curtis Samuel on a two yard drag route. And think <laughs> you're just about to juke the entire Broncos defense. I just don't. Listen, get I it. did it in Madden last week. Why couldn't he do it? <laughs> I don't get it because it didn't make sense. We scored in, and I think it was twenty eight seconds the drive before to get us within eight in 28 seconds only took us four plays to score. And the next drive, we don't do any of the same place. We don't do the same concept. We just do the worst possible things we could do. And I just don't get it, man. I hate it. I thought this was going to be a win. I'd be happy about it. But now Drew Locke went out there and, and did Drew Locke things. You know, of all the disrespectful things Alex said to me, this might be top five. Man said I cheat in Madden. How dare you? It's an, I am an absolute monster. Oh, no, no, no. All Madden competitive. All Madden competitive always. It is not, it's not my fault that I'm a legend. It's, you know, I remember Madden 16. Uh, my friends against record, Josh, it was even better than my record against you in the prediction segment. I was like 132 and 30 against friends in Madden 16. You just the whole time, man. That's when it came out. You nah. just you bro. It's called nothing but talent. <laughs> Straight talent, I'm telling you. I am absolutely telling you. 
But I think, you know, hey, if you're saying it, if, here's my thing. If you say that the Panthers need to move on from Teddy, I'm just going to agree with you for the simple fact you watch them a lot more than I do. <laughs> but, and, just, and, I, you, and you've kind of been – listen, you've kind of been the, te- the Teddy defender this year besides what he trying, like, doesn't deserve it. Listen, trying. you really want this man to succeed. I so when you say that they need to move on – The reason the reason I think we need to move on is just because Teddy See, is – Josh, hold on. This, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know that this is not true. I read the chat all the time. Alex is trying to drive a wedge between us saying that Josh told him that I was bad at Madden. Unbelievable. You're wrong. Trying to fake draw a wedge between us. Fake. fake news. Fake news. And this is our director. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm calling for a uh I'm calling for a resignation, Alex. I'm calling for a resignation. I'll be on the phone to Perry after this stream. <laughs> no, but the reason I think we need to move on from Teddy, he just doesn't fit our timeline for where we're going as a team. Uh, we gave him a three year deal. I thought it should have been a one to two year deal. I didn't see the reason for him sticking around for three years. I definitely think we need to draft a quarterback. If we're able to sneak into the top four, maybe this year, and the Jets are still in love with Sam Darnold, and then the Jags get Trevor Lawrence. If we could luck out and get Justin Fields or be in position to get Justin Fields and we pass on it because we want Teddy Two Gloves to be our franchise guy, I'm going to be so mad because then I just got to Will you resign from the Panthers fandom? No, I can't do that. But it's just, Will you take a year off? No, I can't do that either. I'm still going to pick him every game next week, next year, <laughs> 16-0 season, Teddy Two Gloves coming back. But, no, I just think I think he needs – I just don't think he's right for us. I, I think we need someone who's just a better passer overall, better decision maker. He's a great – he's a good quarterback. He's just not for us and what Joe Brady wants to do with his offense because this offense can get really complex. And I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is that guy for us. You know what? Uh, I could listen. I just had, oh yeah, you see that? See, Josh, I'm you more might of as a well. Pats fan than you are already. Bro. This is not already. true. You no, got, no, you, I got your starting quarterback's jersey on my wall, bro. Come on, it's not even the right jersey. Is it the player or not? It's not even the right jersey. <laughs> is it though. the player or not? Uh, yeah, sure, but it ain't even the right jersey. You're still living in MVP world, Cam. I'm living in a hundred total yard, Cam. <laughs> hey, man, I don't blame him for that. I don't blame that on him. 13 no, pass gosh. attempts and like six rushes. That's all he can do. You know what? What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? I want him to do more. Listen, they're they're, were they not 12 and 4 last year with Brady? They're all quick slants and they're all four yard curls. So, yeah, every completion is about five yards. That's Listen, did, were they not a wild card team with Brady last year doing the same thing with the they're same not people? Even the same situation at all. It is, it's the exact Brady same and thing. Belichick have been together for five billion years. This is McDaniel's and, and Belichick and Cam's first time together, man. And hopefully, they're last. Now three but years, eighty million dollars. Josh, stop putting that energy into the world. Yeah, I don't need right. that in my life. Don't like don't. I am your co-host. Don't four you want to be happy in life? Four years, 110. I think that sounds Listen, the only four-year contract I want is DJ LeMayhew on the Yankees, okay? (laughs) That's the only type of four-year contract that we need to talk about. And don't worry, I will get into that later. As Josh said in our our Google Doc, MLB, Connie says stuff. (laughs) So, because, you know, obviously, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, Alex. He does, man. You see that? Have you seen this hair? Lush, layered, soft. Luscious. You don't, you don't got cam drip. You don't. 
Yeah, let me go down to my grandma's house and find a hat. I could have cam drip too. No, you can't pull it off like him, bro. He wears that because he knows he can pull it off better than anybody. This is this is fake news. Because no, once he... again, fake news. No. Listen, we're off the rails here. We're off the rails. We're going back to the Broncos and the Panthers. We'll finish it off with this when or in regards to this game. Drew Locke looked good. Is he still their franchise QB? And then what do they have to do in the offseason to get back to the playoffs? And I think that that's that's kind of a simple thing. Uh Drew Locke, when it comes to their franchise quarterback, I want to see another year. We've obviously seen all the injuries that they've had this year uh, with their star receiver. I can't think of his name right now. Going out with the with – the, oh, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton going out with the ACL injury. Uh, Von Miller over on the defensive side. They've had all of, you know, COVID situations going on at the same time. So I want to see another year of Drew Locke before I can really judge it too harshly. He's had moments this year. He had other moments where he doesn't look good. It's also his second year in the NFL, so it's kind of you know what you start to expect from people like that. So give him one more year. And then to get back into the playoffs, honestly, I think you just stay the course. Uh, they drafted a lot of offensive talent this year. They got Judy. They'll have Sutton back next year. They have Melvin Gordon now. They have Philip Lindsay, Noah Fant at the tight end position. You get Von Miller back next year, even though he's a year older. You get Bradley Chubb. You you know maybe draft some some better corners. Uh, you know maybe one more defensive lineman slash pass rusher. And I think you're right back into things. I don't really think they really have to go too crazy here. I think they they have a pretty solid core to say the least and then they'll be they'll be right back in contention. Yeah, I think they stick with Drew Lock. I think he's still a really good quarterback with a lot of potential. I mean, he showed it a lot yesterday and like you said Jerry Judy, I mean, he hit Troy Pride with one of the coldest routes I've ever seen in my entire life. And so he's he's got a lot of potential too. He'll get Cortland Sutton back. They got a lot of stuff going for them, but I do think they need to shore up that defensive linebacking core. It's kind of it's gotten older, and now they've moved on from all those older guys. They'll get Von Miller back next year, which will be huge. Uh, Justin Simmons has been a, one of the best safeties in the league the past couple seasons, so they they got some bright players on the defensive side of the ball. So I agree. I don't think there's too much they need to do; just some retooling. Don't you ever say that again, <laughs> Jerry Chin? Get that off to the Patriots. Get that off. Well, you know, I forgot that you have access now, and you can actually take things off the screen. Yeah, yeah. We, we you got me. You got me controlling comments and banners over here all the time when you could have been doing the same thing. <laughs> you got it, bro. This, got it. this guy, man. I gotta, I gotta host. I gotta do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You Help mean, a brother out. I, I do my part. I do my part. <laughs> he said, I show up. That's, a, that's I do. What I'm doing enough need? right there. Yeah, what do you need? He said, what else do you need, bro? <laughs> Let's go to the final game of the Sunday recap. We had the Chiefs and the Dolphins. A pretty interesting game, a lot more interesting than I thought it was actually going to be. The Chiefs started off slow, uh, finished very strong, obviously, as you can see. And then I feel like the kind of question with them is, can anyone really beat this team or are they kind of, you know, infinity war Thanos style? And then if they go back to back, you think they can three P as well. Uh, you know, here's my thing. I got to see them go back to back first because we've hit, seen a lot of teams, you know, had the potential to go back to back and, you know, you see it. You see, you see the last time they did it was the Patriots. I think, Oh, three Oh four, you know, when we beat the Panthers that one time, but, uh, Jake so it's a Hey, they they made it, didn't they? You want a cookie, bro? You beat Jake. I, you know, listen, I'm a big man. I could I deserve a cookie, but uh, yeah. So I got to see them repeat first because there's only listen. It's at the end of the day, it's still football. Uh, for the, for all we know, AFC Championship game 
going down to take a knee to end the game, Patrick Mahomes gets hurt somehow. It's just hey, this is literally just football, and of course, not wishing that on anybody because you hate injuries. You hate injuries ruining playoff games, especially. So you you kind of really have to see what happens throughout the rest of the season. Hope that there's no injuries, but if anybody can beat this team right now, you know, call me crazy. I don't think it's the Steelers anymore. Uh, I obviously had faith in the Ravens earlier this year. That didn't work out so well either. But my new team that I'm putting my faith into is the Bills. I really, really like the Bills. Uh, I think that they're doing some great things. They have some – their defense is pretty solid. Josh Allen has taken – you know, everybody always says the biggest leap is from year one to two. This year, you know, years two to three, Allen has looked absolutely amazing to say the least. Uh, he was in the MVP conversation early on in the season. He played well yesterday against a, you know, even though the Steelers' offense didn't look so good, that defense is still very legit, and he played pretty well against them. So, I think that they they might be the team that I'm putting my faith in and going forward. Do I think that they can beat them? Yeah. Do I think they will? That might be a different story. I think that the Chiefs are still definitely a step above everybody. But like I said, to repeat, and then you know, like we said, three P. That's usually when you start losing coordinators as well. That's when you start losing players of free agency. So it's a lot of things like that that I got to see. But so far this year, it looks like it could happen. Yeah, I think they're definitely going back to back. I don't think anybody's stopping this team. Bills have looked really good, but they're not going to be able to keep up with the pace the Chiefs play at. I mean, that, that offense is really good. Josh Allen, absolutely amazing this year. But the Chiefs are just – they're a different beast. They're, they're not going to be stopped. And I think with the fact that they have so many people under contract heading into next season still, I think they're going to be able to 3 P. I, I don't want to guarantee that because I don't know what other teams do are going to do. Josh. No, no, because my Panthers might beat them. So I, I can't oh, – <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, can't I forgot about them. <laughs> I can't guarantee that, but uh, I think they have a really good chance just because somehow, some way, they rigged the salary cap to give everybody their desired contract. Yeah, I, I still need the NFL to investigate that. I really do. Yeah, I don't know how. How in the absolute hell did they get Mahomes the enough money to buy eighteen private jets? <laughs> and then they also paid Hill. They paid Kelsey. Matthew. <laughs> yeah, like how? How is that possible? And I'm sitting over here with the Patriots, who Bill saying. Oh yeah, we sold out these last two years with the salary cap. That's why we're bad this year. You paid Brady like five dollars every year, and and Gilmore was wasn't even the highest paid corner any, anymore. So you're telling me the Chiefs got all this money somehow, and every other team is just like, ah, now nah, we don't need it. Like I need to know what happened. They're cheating somehow. Yeah, I don't know how they did that, but somehow they did. They got their best players locked up for five plus years now. So I think they have the potential to to go three peat. Like I said, depending on how other teams are looking, depending how far my Panthers go, then I might take a little bit on that. <laughs> but no, nah, I think they have the potential to do it. But like you said, Eric Bieniemy is most likely going to be gone either after this season or the following season. But even then, if they still have Andy Reid there, that offense will still at least be able to do what they normally do. And if you have Mahomes back there, you're always going to have a chance to win a lot of games. So I think there's a chance there, but it's too early to call that. That they do, that they do. And then we'll go over to the side of the Dolphins. The defense held their own in the beginning of that game, and then, you know, two has looked pretty solid. You know, we looked up the stats before this game. Only completed like 58% of his passes. His QBR was like a 32. And, you know, you look at those stats certainly, but I, sometimes I, I I always say this, I feel like stats don't tell the entire story sometimes. 
you know, he threw the interception. He had over 300 yards, though. He had two touchdowns. And like I said, the defense looked pretty solid. Do you think that they have any chance to uh, make noise in the playoffs? And do you think that two is really going to become that superstar that a lot of people had him becoming coming out of the draft? Yeah, I think if they get to the playoffs, they could force some teams to to make a late game comeback. I mean, look what they did to the Chiefs to start this game. Got Mahomes. Well, I blame whoever called that play for the first interception. How are you going to fake a halfback screen, fake a wide receiver screen, and then throw a tight end screen all in like five seconds? It was just <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But uh, I think if their defense can play like this, if they get into the playoffs, they could give some teams some problems. They could give an offense like the Bills, who have no running game, some serious problems. I think if they get to the playoffs, they can do that. I don't think they can win a game in the playoffs, but I do think their defense could keep them in a game. And with Tua, uh, I've been up and down with Tua. I think he's he's getting more opportunities now throwing the ball, like they're letting him loose a little bit. But even then, he's I feel like he's just too cautious out there. He's just making the absolute safest and smartest read, which is good. But it's it's not going to work when you have to play teams like the Chiefs. You're going to have to take some risks, throw the ball deep a couple times. But he, he was really accurate. There was a lot of drop passes for the Dolphins yesterday. So I'm impressed with him. I don't think he's going to be a superstar. I just – I don't – I don't see it there. No, I, think Josh, gonna... I love that. I love that because I, I didn't – I wasn't in love with Tua this year. I really wasn't. Yeah. He still scares me with that with that Bo Jackson hip. Yeah, that's that's very scary. I mean, having a situation like that is one bad hit, or not even a bad hit. Someone just pulls your leg from the back, bro, and, and your career's over. But I think he's got potential, but I just don't know if he has that superstar quality you, you normally see from quarterbacks pretty early on. We saw it from Mahomes early on, Rodgers early on, Russell Wilson early on. Tua just – I feel like he's just going to be – and it's not bad. I think he's going to be like Alex Smith. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he's going to be a smart quarterback out there, a check down type of guy. I think, I think he'll have an okay career, but I don't see him being a superstar. Yeah, like you said, I don't really see superstar out of Tua. And don't get me wrong, I could be completely out of my mind, but he's always scared me. I, you know, I said it, you know, to some of my friends coming out of this draft. When you have a lot of injury problems in college, it just still scares me in the NFL because it's not like you're going from, you know. You're not going from bigger to smaller in the in the NFL. They're huge in the NFL. You know, you got 350 pound linemen landing on you. You know, basically every day of the week. So it's definitely you know when you have injury problems like Tua did with the, I believe he hurt his ankle like two or three times. He hurt you know his his hip obviously, and I don't know. It just scares me. So I don't see superstar because I think that he unfortunately is going to go through some more injuries in his career. But if he can be an Alex Smith. With the way that quarterbacks have looked in Miami, I think any Dolphin fan would take it any day of the week because we obviously didn't see Ryan Tannehill of the Titans in Miami. Well, that's because you had Adam Gase. They've basically been looking for a quarterback ever since you know Dan Marino. So I think if they can have any semblance of decent quarterback play, they'll be all right because with the way Brian Flores is coaching, that Dolphin defense can really turn into you know a Patriot-like defense, which is where he came from, where – you know, you might only have to score, you know, 20, 24 points a game because if your defense is giving up 16, 17, those are still wins anyway. And I think that's what the Dolphins can really become. You know, they've they spent a lot of money in free agency to improve the defense. They'll obviously get draft picks eventually. I think they have draft picks because of the, the tonsil trade and, and everything like that. So I think they'll – I think, listen, I, the Dolphins are probably still a year or two away, 
but I think that they came up a lot faster than some people were going to give them credit for. Yes. All right. Let's see. I thought you were going to say something. I'm not going to lie to you. But, <laughs> but let's move in to our week 14 prediction recap as we, you know, wrap up the Sunday games. Josh, how did we do? Come on. Tell me that I did amazing again. Did, I don't know if I did. I didn't even look. I can't remember what I picked. But did I, how did I do? Yeah, Connie, I just want to say uh, congratulations for winning the regular season picks. <laughs> so it, was, uh, it was very impressive, man. I, uh, yeah, congrats, dude. I sucked again for another week. And, and the, I went 5-10 and 10 when I really needed, <laughs> oh, <laughs> really needed a no. big week. Really needed a big week, and I took too many risky picks. And uh, now I'm 96-76-1. and one. And you went eleven and four. One fifteen fifty four and one. So I basically need you to drop your next nineteen, and I need to win the next nineteen. I don't even know if that's possible unless I just pick all the games right and you pick them all wrong. It's the only way I come back. So. Oh man, I might have to buy myself a crown or something. We might have to have a trophy ceremony on the show. Ah, oh, what a beautiful time! A beautiful time. Just rough, think, man. just think. How many games have the Panthers lost this year? Too many, man. Too many. I think so we're you, three and nine. Three and nine. So you take those nine games, what, that brings you down to ten if you got all of those right? Oh, Josh. Oh, that's a Ride sad time. Ride or die with guys. Die no, with I respect guys. it. I respect it. You know, maybe next season I'll only pick Patriots. That it was like so tallying, each other. tallying it, though, like – like, I'm like, all right, let's see how I did. And I'm, like, writing down my wins and losses. It's just L, L, L. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, dude, are you serious? What what oh game God. did you – what game this week did you look back on and say, wow, how the hell did I pick that? Like, what do you look back on and say, did I really <laughs> do that? There were a couple. I picked, picked Minnesota. I picked, I picked the Giants. I picked Oof. Cincinnati against Dallas. Oof. I picked Atlanta. I picked San Francisco. And I picked Pittsburgh. So. Which ones did I get wrong? I'm curious. Uh, Carolina. New England. The one time I picked you guys? And your own guys. True. Uh, Houston. And what other one was it? I don't know what other one it was. Oh, New Orleans. We both picked New Orleans. Yeah, that one I we can't blame ourselves for. That one you nah. just can't. You can't. I can't. I still can't believe that they won. Thank you, Alex. I'll take that winner's ribbon. I'll put it right here on the shirt. I'll wear it every week until uh, I eventually get dethroned, which is probably going to happen in the NBA. Because we're going to oh, yeah. listen. Me and Josh, we're going to figure out how to do an NBA prediction segment as well. I see this here. My my thought was that we just pick all the primetime games. Yeah, I mean, well, it's weird because the primetime games, like, I don't know, we could do that, but it's, I don't know how they're doing it this year. With, I mean, the season is shortened. I don't know what's going to be considered primetime. They got a primetime schedule. We'll, we'll figure it but out. But it's like so, one, game, one game every Tuesday and Thursday. I thought it was two. I'm not sure. I don't know how they're doing well, it. Well, you know what, Josh? We're going to figure it out because I want to continue my run of greatness. 
right, into we'll the NBA the season. So first, you got to be me in the NFL playoffs. Well, listen, I am not worried about that. I think you should be, man. I'm picking As the Panthers. I'm picking the Panthers every week, and we go <laughs> all the way, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but with that being said, let's get into our Week 15 predictions. Let me uh, just drive the knife deeper into Josh Hart here as I continue to pull away at the end of the season. Let's start it off with Thursday Night Football. We have the Chargers and the Raiders. This is a little tough for me. I I like, you know, since I'm ahead so big, I'm going to go with the Chargers just because I love me some Josh Herbert and Keenan Allen. Just because Justin Herbert. I still want to try to pull it off. I'm literally going to pick the opposite of everything you pick. Just because that's the only way I have any chance of getting back into it, so I gotta try. Oh, Go with the Raiders, man. Go with the Raiders. Are you gonna pick? The, listen, if you pick the opposite of this game, you might have some problems though. Because I got Bills and Broncos. I'm. I, you gotta go Bills. You have to. Listen, Josh. You, listen, you might need. You might need wins to catch up to me. But if you if you pick opposite and they lose, then you're just falling further back. Yeah, but Drew Locke just threw four touchdowns against my team. So he has to be the greatest quarterback to ever live if he did that against the Panthers. But no, I can't. I can't. I'll go Buffalo. I can't. I can't can't do it. Even you can't talk yourself into it. I can't. Well, here is Josh's loss of the week anyway, because the next game is the Panthers and the Packers, and I'm absolutely going with the Packers. I heard P.J. Walker might get some PT, man. Yeah, he's quite the quarterback. So I'm going with <laughs> oh I'm going God. with my boys, Mike Davis, career day. Let's get it. Panthers. Listen, can you tell McCaffrey to come back? I need I him for my him, fantasy I playoffs. Out rest of the year. That's what no, I, I know you didn't. I almost jumped through my Twitter feed and punched <laughs> you in the face because I need him for my playoff run. I got money on the line here, Josh. Oh, we play actually. Me and you play in the regular. I know we do. Yeah, I know we do. Yes, I smoked you in the regular season too. That was because DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson had a bye week, and that's when Will Fuller got suspended. So that's my three best receivers gone. Listen, I I think we might have to make another bet on this game. You might, man, because uh, just picked up Jalen Hurts. Cam's going to the bench. I'm not. I'm not. You were starting Cam the whole season. I was doing it just because I thought, like, because dude, I was like eight and zero, so I was like, oh, I'm good. I can just leave Cam in there. But no, those points really hurt, bro. When he puts up four and a half, I can't do anything with that. Oof. Let's see. I got Deshaun, Austin Eckler. I'm gonna need James Conner to play a little bit better. Derrick Henry. Kiki. You have them. Yeah, I have, I have Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, I have Adam Thielen. Well, I see, have, now I'm very happy that I didn't play you this week because Derrick Henry, grown yeah. ass man against the Jags. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But you know, we'll go, well, we're going to figure something out here because we might have to see what, what goes on there. But next up, we have the Texans and the Colts. Uh, I'll go with the. No, I'm not because I'm playing you in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Texans because Deshaun Watson is going to throw for six touchdowns. It's an awful decision. Deshaun is literally the only reason that team is still a football team. Uh, I'm going with the Colts. Pretty easy here. Thanks for the dub. Get my confidence up a little bit. You know, I feel so bad for you that I'm, I'm, at this point I'm just picking. Next up, we, <laughs> have the, we, we got the Titans and the Lions. I'm going with grown man and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm going with the Titans too because Derrick Henry is about to have a crazy day and I'm going to beat you in the playoffs. Nah, I think uh, – I think the if Lions I win, if I win the whole redraft league, I will take that as a makeup for me losing the regular season. 
Nah, I mean, what's better, know, what's better, a championship or winning the regular season? You, you tell me, man. You, you tell me. Well, uh, see, that's the thing, though. I'm going to win the playoffs, too. But you're not. All right. But you're you're not. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Whatever I helps you in that. Your regular season crown means absolutely nothing. Listen, when I win all three, though, I want a hair reveal. No, nah, you got to do more for a hair reveal. <laughs> <laughs> I wait till someone <laughs> offers me some money, bro, because apparently people really want that. So I'm like, you know, Alex, that's your cue. That's your cue, bro. Alex, you got some bags, bro. Exactly. Throw, like, throw out like some bread. We can make it happen right now. There you <laughs> go. We were getting into different conversations here. <laughs> then we got the Bears and the Vikings. I'm going to go with the Vikings because Dalvin Cook is going to help me uh, win a fantasy championship in my other leagues. I'm going with Chicago, bro. Mitch had an amazing game. I think he keeps it going. Yeah, I'm going with the Bears. Now we got the Seahawks and the Washington football team who, listen, Washington's you know kind of playing pretty well recently. With that being said, you know I refuse to pick against Russell Wilson, so I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going with Washington, bro. They're making the playoffs. Like they're no, they're no joke, bro. That defense. Russell Wilson had a tough time against the Giants. All right, wait till Chase Young has four and a half sacks against him, bro. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> now we got the Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, you know, since you ride with your boys all the time, I'll do it one more time for the hell of it. Let's go with the Patriots here. I hate this because I'm probably going to do good this week, man. I'm probably going to have a solid as it's fun. I'm going with the Dolphins. They're going to win this game. Love my guy Cam, but he's probably only going to have like 98 total yards. and I ain't going to get it done. Now we got the Ravens and the Jags. It's pretty easy going with the Ravens. I don't know, bro. Minshew Mania is oh, back. Minshew Mania just got the story. He just got the – Doug Marone said he's starting this week, but no way I'm picking him. I'm taking the Ravens. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, then we move on over to Tampa Bay and the Falcons Ooh. going with the Bucks easily because even if the Falcons are winning in the fourth quarter, they'll blow it anyway. Yeah, Falcons have uh, – they probably just all want to go home when Tom Brady walks <laughs> in the building. So I'm, I'm going with the, the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Now we got the 49ers and the Cowgirls. Never will I pick the Cowgirls 49ers. I feel like this is a toss-up game, so I'm just going to go with the Cowboys just in case, man. Just in (laughs) case. (laughs) Now we got the Eagles and the Cardinals. Now listen, we said this is where it gets tricky. We already picked I already picked the Vikings, I think. Oh no, I did. Yeah, you picked the best. See, I told you. Wow. So I told you this was going to happen. I didn't even think about that. Hey, I win win or I win. (laughs) With all that being said, I'm going to go with the Eagles because why not? Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles too, man. I just picked up Hurts from my fantasy team. He's going to have negative five points because they're going to replace him with Wentz VP. I might even start Zach Ertz, too. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Good luck on that one. (laughs) Might happen. Then we got the Jets and the Rams. The Jets are the worst team in NFL history. Going with the Rams. You know, they might. Don't even you know me. They they might be able to sneak one out here. You know, (laughs) Sam Darnold, 
might have something for Sean McVay in them, but that's I don't think we're living in that timeline. So I'm <laughs> going with the Rams. <laughs> Ooh, we got a pretty good game. Actually, no, it won't be a pretty good game because Taysom Hill is the starter. I keep forgetting that. Chiefs and Saints, gotta go with the Chiefs. Yep, no question. By 35. By 35. Interesting. Bold prediction, honestly. I'm sticking to it. I'm not even gonna now, say see, this is how you know it's 2020. Because the Sunday night game is the Browns and Giants. And not only is that the Sunday night game, but it was flexed into the Sunday night position. They did this on purpose. With that being said, the Giants season is over. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. I'm going with the Browns. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants, man. I think uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I think Washington is, but that defense – that defense is good. <laughs> I can see it in your face that you're just trying to talk yourself into every single I one of these. Bro, I'm a Panthers fan and a Cam fan. I've been doing it all year, bro. You've been doing it your entire life. Besides oh, well, the Super okay, Bowl year. Okay, chill out. Let's not do that. Chill out. <laughs> I've had some, we've had some years. We've had some years, bro. Chill out. <laughs> and then we round it out with Monday. Oh, no, we don't do the Monday Night Football game anymore. I lied. So we're not rounding it out. We round it out with the Sunday Night game. Those are our Week 15 predictions. I'm sure that I'll win again, even though I didn't even pick all the teams that I truly think will win because, you you know, I'm just so far ahead right now that at this point, I'm just trying to make it interesting so Josh doesn't have to feel bad every time he comes on the show. I I don't care about this regular season. I have a playoff. Right, 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 right. But how about a a couple weeks ago when I had a bad week and you were pretty good and you're like, oh, Connie, I might be coming back. It's because I wanted to clown you, bro. How'd you blow that lead? How'd you blow that lead, bro? I didn't blow the lead. Look at the lead now. But, like, you barely – you got it back because I was making risky picks to try to take uh, the lead early. Listen, uh, listen, all I hear right now is excuses. You don't have any excuse for the blown lead, though. You know I didn't blow I – ne- at no point in this year were you ever leading. Uh, but you, you, got, you got scared for a little bit. You got scared Matt, for a little bit. I didn't even – I did. didn't even you shake. Did. Yeah, you Not did. at yeah, one point. you did. Listen, whatever yeah. helps you sleep at night. Nah, man. You're scared. I give that you bandana wrapped a little too tight around your head, Josh. <laughs> I give you nightmares, bro. Don't, yeah, don't lie. Don't right. Lie. Right. Don't lie. Yeah. It gives me nightmares to think that you would ever have to do the show alone. That's about it. <laughs> oh, come on. Because we've built a we built a solid foundation. I can't have you going and ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the NBA real quick. <sighs> the story that just won't end, seemingly, is James Harding. First it was the Nets, and then all of a sudden he's going to go to Philly, and now there's one other team. Miami's in there now. Milwaukee. Yeah, Miami, Milwaukee. I mean, where's he going, Josh? Tell the people. Where's he going? I think the only place, two places he could go is Miami, Philly. I think Miami's more likely because Philly's not giving up Ben Simmons, and reportedly – Houston asked for Ben Simmons and three future first-round picks, which is an insane package unless Philly – Here's my only question with that. If you were the Sixers, why would you even want Harden and Simmons? Harden is ball-dominant. Simmons is ball-dominant because he can't shoot. They they don't even mix. And Harden never plays well with a big man. It's never worked. And so what's Joel going to do? It's just that the trade doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But Miami – Miami makes a lot of that sense. That makes sense. Jimmy and Harden on the same team, but they'd have to get rid of Tyler Hero. But I would get rid of Tyler Hero for James Harden very quickly. And they got Bam, too. 
Yeah, I think Miami's most likely destination. I really think that's going to be what the trade is because if Milwaukee didn't give up three first round, four first round picks for Drew Holiday, they could get James Harden because he said Milwaukee was on the list as well. But Miami has the best trade offer, and I think that's a place Harden would thrive in. Lots of strip clubs over there, and we know how he feels about those. So I think uh, I think he'd love it in Miami, and Jimmy Butler and him would, would get along well. So I think he's going to Miami. I think that's where he's going. Listen, if James Harden and Butler go down to Miami, I might have to, you know, start going to these clubs as well because they got plenty of money to throw around. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. But like you said, I think I think the Heat probably worked the best. In my head, I still kind of hope he go, he goes to the Nets. Not not because I think it works the best, but God, I just want to see that. I really want to see how that works. That I don't crazy. think it would, but. Harden, Kyrie, KD, whoo, that would be fun, if anything, to watch the locker room explode after the first month of the season because Kyrie's going to – Did you, yo, please tell me that you saw KD and Kyrie on the Instagram I was line. about to ask you the same thing, bro. That's just bro, this already. man KD is looking at him like, He's like what yeah, we'll the see. hell are you talking about? <laughs> He was like, he was like, yeah, bro, but I, you know, in a past life, I was you, bro. He was like, Kyrie's like, yeah, in a past life, I was you. That's why, like, seven post ups a game. And Katie's like, uh, I think we agree. Katie, like, Katie goes, I thought we agreed on two and a half. And he goes, and the half one is me passing it to you and you passing it right back. Kyrie's so, like, we'll see. We'll see. I'm like, dude, the chemistry is already an issue. Like, what? I just, that whole situation, man, it's, I think the rest of the roster is going to be the reason they're really, really good this year. Obviously, Kyrie and KD came into the first quarter yesterday where they were playing really well. And we saw the post-ups. They gave him about three of them in the first quarter. So I'm guessing <laughs> KD didn't win the conversation as much as he thought he was going to. But I don't know what Kyrie's doing. I just I don't get it. He's an amazing player, can take anyone one-on-one, beat any defender. But bro, Listen, you- I'll tell you who he needs to take one-on-one, a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. Oh, my gosh, I can't say it. <laughs> Psychiatry. Yes, thank you. Oh my God. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he's not a leader. I think it's a good or thing KD is there. He a needs, doctor. It's just he needs to fix his attitude in the locker room. Obviously, everyone knows how good of a player he is. He could average thirty if he wants. But you're just tearing the team down when you're just saying all this nonsense. I loved when he said he wasn't going to talk to media. I was like, that's amazing. Please do that. And then the, yeah, today, good luck he, with that in New York. Today he talked in, to the media, like today, and he said that the other day. I was like, he's already gone back on his words. And, Bro, I don't know. if you think you're not going to talk to the media in New York, you're out of your mind. You and KD in Brooklyn, you think the media's like, yeah, eh, like, we yeah, yeah, we got others. Let's, let's go cover the, the Knicks. Like, yeah, bro. Let's let's go talk to Karis LeVert. Let's go talk to Jared Allen. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, you're not getting away with not talking to the media. Imagine adding Harden to that ego locker room. Oh, my God. Listen, like I said, if anything, it'll be very entertaining. Oh, yeah, I'd watch all the games, but I I would watch it just because, like, what what kind of offense they're running tonight? Like, who's (laughs) dropping 40? Like, who's it going to be? And who's in the locker room at halftime trying to be calmed down by the anger management coach that they had to hire as well? And all the on-court arguments that would happen, too, that would be – I was open, bro. I know, but I was open too. Like just all of that. Yeah, but I had the ball, so I didn't want to pass it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Listen, the NBA world is going to be very fun, and it's starting a lot sooner than I than I keep you know. I Pre-season keep forgetting already. it's starting so soon. 
I know preseason already. Saw KD and Kyrie debut. They played pretty well together. Harden is, is up in the air. Uh, Lamelo is is doing suck. his thing. Suck. They just no. got beat by the Lakers B team. So <laughs> they, they here we go. Gonna have to hear. Gonna have to hear Laker talk all year. Woo! Can't wait. Well, we can't talk about the Thunder, bro. We're going to actually Thunder's rookie. No, we can talk nice. about the Thunder. They look they look nice, bro. Exactly. We got a nice little young core. We got 85 first round picks. Oh, yeah, bro. 20, 2040 looking nice, bro. 2040. Oh, my gosh. The next <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> but I think that will wrap it up. We'll go right on in to the challenge flags real quick. And then we'll head on out of here. Josh, what do you, what do you got? I don't, what have you been saying, bro? You've said a lot of stupid shit. I don't know what, what else. That's a lie. It's not. I mean, what'd you say? Let me see. What we talk about? You know, I'll tell you what my challenge no, is. No, it's right another can thing, bro. Come on now. Outside of 2015, he had a lot of good years, bro. He had some really good years still. It's not like that was the only Pro Bowl he ever made. All right. How many Pro Bowls he got? Four time Pro Bowler. All right. So why don't you give my boys, give my boys Listen, some respect? Bro, 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 bro. Xavier Rhodes made the Pro Bowl last year, and everybody and their mother. Could have ran around on him last year, so I don't take Pro Bowl. Making goals a pro the DB is a lot easier than making it as a quarterback. You know how many talented Listen, he probably made it as a quarterback because everybody else is busy in the playoffs. No, nah, bro, nah. He made it because oh, he was good. Yeah. He made it because he was good and took a bad team to a good record. And we made the playoffs a couple times. All right, just because we had to go against the LOB every single season does not mean it's that we suck. My favorite—that's my favorite Cam highlight. That pick six against. Uh, with, with Cam Chancellor. I hate it. Well, you, guess what happened next year, bro? Just, you want me to let you know what happened next year? Yeah, Cam what happened? Cam stared them down coming out the tunnel, and then we beat the crap out of them. So. In the playoffs? In the playoffs. Divisional round. Then we went and beat Arizona. In the, in the championship round? Mm-hmm. And what would you do in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, you know, my guy. Uh, uh, he forgot <laughs> what fumbles were. No. I thought we was going to make it back next year, so he was like, ah. I can't, I can't go hurt my back. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Listen, my thing, for, you can't say I blew a lead or choked the lead when I never, you know, gave up the lead. I don't think, close. Josh, we can go back. I don't think at a single point this year you were ever leading in the record predictions. You're right. But I ran, bro, is, I was first place out the gates and first place to end. There was a point in time where you were up like about like 30 something. And I closed that gap to single digits. I was only down nine. Congra- so that's Listen, a blown lead. If you want, if you want that that's pat on the back, blown. go ahead. That is yeah, a, blown a blown lead would be if I was up 30 and then all of a sudden you were up. I never blew the lead. Blew the lead. You didn't you give it up. You shrank the lead. You shrank the lead. No, no, no. no you you shrank. I didn't, no, I didn't do nothing. No, I, I absolutely disagree with you. Actually, you know, another thing, that's what happens when I pick the games. Like, I don't take risks. I go 11 wins. Well, maybe week. you should have done that from the beginning of the year. We wouldn't be in the sorry, situation. I like to have fun and, and try to get well, risky. Sorry that I like to win. <laughs> okay, man. I agree to disagree. <laughs> oh, now this. I'm sure if you were winning, though, you'd have no problem saying things. Yeah, but then right. again, we won't ever have to worry about that. So Okay, just wait, just wait till this weekend, bro. Meet me in fantasy. <laughs> okay, I will. We're going to come up with a bet. We will. We're really going to. But with all that being said, that will wrap it up for this edition. Before we go, of course, got to thank the sponsors one more time. 
If you're into the betting world, like I know a lot of people over here at USN are, make sure you head over to mybookie.ag, use code USN100 to double your first deposit. And then with all of your money, go over to Unwrapped slash, no, 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 you go to Teespring slash store slash Unwrapped, and you buy all of our merch. We got the hoodies, towels, mugs, posters, everything. Go buy that. And then with your extra winnings, go to RX10. Get their premium CBD creams, make you feel brand new in the morning after a long day working out or, you know, just walking up the stairs when you're a big man like me. So uh, make sure you head over there, use all the products. Josh, another wonderful episode, if I say so myself. What you got for the people before we head on out? Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Josh 8 Lenars. Obviously, every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, me and Connie will be here. And then Thursdays, me and Monique go live. We recap Thursday Night Football. I give my foreign basketball league bets. <laughs> all I'm saying is I went 4-1 and one on that show and went 5-0 and oh last night with my own bets. So if I were you, I, I, I'd take advantage of these these freebies I'm giving you. And then Monique <laughs> does her UFC locks. That is at 11 p.m. Central for everyone who stays up late. So make sure you tune in. Yes, sir. And like Josh said, follow me on Twitter, obviously. We just said it. We do this show Monday, 7, not 6, like Josh thinks sometimes. So we do this. We always have a good time. And then on Thursdays, make sure you check out me and my guy, Michael. We do backstop banter, talking everything baseball. Josh always hops in there to make it seem like he knows what we're talking about, even though, even though he won't come on the show. But we're going to get him on one of these days. Don't you worry. Backstop banter, we usually go live at 10. That's always a good thing. We started our new series where we're breaking all 30 teams in the 15 weeks leading up to the MLB regular season opener. So make sure you head over to the MLB, or technically now, Baseball Unwrapped Twitter, and go vote on our polls to see who you want us to talk about next. With all that being that'll be it for this edition of Blitz Boys. Josh, wonderful show. We will see you all next time.